Now, Schmo had been on quite a few adventures already. This is another Schmo story, by the way. For those of y'all who don't know, Schmo is this wonderful, genius, uh, intelligent cat that just, you know, knows a whole bunch of languages and disciplines of, of study and, uh, you know, advanced mathematics and science and physics, all the music. He even speaks animal languages, you know. He even spoke to aliens once. Anyway... Uh, or, or twice, actually, if you count them, the good ones and the bad ones. Anyway, let's get on with the main story. Shmo was, was, was getting a little tired of the intergalactic and interdimensional adventures. He just wanted to have a relaxing vacation with his pets. So, one day after school, when the grown-ups were preoccupied with their, uh, whatever it is they do, um, the, the kids went up to Shmo and they were petting him and playing with him and he was like, Kids, would you guys like to go to Tokyo? Now, Avery was a little hesitant. Tokyo, where's that? And Ronan was like, Tokyo? Yes, please. You see, Schmo had heard that, you know, Tokyo was renowned for its uh, culinary delights. And he was hankering for some snack that was new and delightful. Also, Japan generally was known for having delicious seafood, and Schmo was quite partial uh, of seafood, being a cat and all. So he was all about it. And he also knew that Ronin liked Pokemon, and the Pokemon was created in Japan. So he decided to plan a trip out there. Avery was down for the ride. She was going to have a blast because she liked Pokemon too. Maybe as much as Ronin, maybe not, probably not. Maybe so, who knows? Hard to tell. The point is, the kids were excited. They were going to go on Shmo's new invention. It was this... Uh, this transportation device that basically just like shoots you across the the earth through a cannon as long as there's a receptacle on the other side to receive you luckily with his interdimensional uh network of 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 technology Shmo had been able to get all sorts of stuff from different dimensions and all sorts of knowledge and apply his own knowledge of this dimension and basically he was able to make the trip which normally takes a good day uh, of travel he was able to make the trip for them in just like five to ten minutes they they jumped in and, and into their capsule and pew, they were launched off they went in the first few seconds it was like oh my gosh we're going so fast but then you know the, the body inside the capsule gets used to the speed and yeah when they finally landed they stepped out and they looked around and they're like wow look at that city over there they were looking at tokyo they were looking at Tokyo in the distance, and they were so excited. And the first thing that they did was they stopped to get some ramen. Uh, the kids loved ramen. Shmo just had uh, some of the uh, the fish toppings and fish broth, but he had it on the side, and he just ate the fish. He didn't have any of the broth. You know, cats have to make sure that they're eating what's good for them too. Anyway, when they when they were all satisfied, and satisfied they were, it was delicious, a wonderful ramen joint. Um, they walked past some of the other restaurants there that they would definitely be hitting up later. And Ronan said, let's go to the Pokemon headquarters, uh, which, uh, was located, uh, just down the street, actually. So that's where they went next. And they spent a lot of time there. They spent so much time that they got a lot, they, they forgot that it was, that it was already, it was already time for the next meal. And at that point, Shmo thought, uh-oh. I bet the parents are worried I'm going to have to transport them back a few minutes in time or a few hours in time when we go back or else they'll be worried for for the kids. So after he, he made sure to make a note of that, 
Schmo went back to enjoying his time with the uh, with the kiddos, and they they played. They they had to go get food again because they'd been playing so long at the Pokemon Land area. They got some food this time. They got some sushi. Ronan and Avery just got vegetarian sushi, and 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 Schmo got sashimi. That's just the raw fish itself, and he just ate it up happy as a clam or happy as a cat eating fish, I suppose. And then they went back to play at the Pokemon Land, but when they got there, it was closed. And in Japanese, the, the guard said, no, sorry, no entry allowed. Ronan and Avery couldn't speak it, but Shmo, of course, could. And Shmo said, really? I can't just go in real quick with these kids? What are they going to do? They're, they're good, behave, well-behaved kids. Shmo had a habit of, of letting his kids, his little pets, really uh, get away with a lot. And he, he sometimes felt like they were above the rules because they were so cute. But the guard said, no. So Shmo was a little frustrated, but he understood. Rules are rules. And they started walking away. But what he did instead was used an interdimensional portal jump to just jump the kids and himself past the guard and into the, into the, into the park. And while he was there, he decided to have some fun. He said, hey kids, I've been working on programming machinery. And if you can see all those Pokemon statues over there, I could use my interdimensional portal thing to transport the machinery inside of those statues so that then those statues can move around with machinery. And it's smart machinery, too. And the, um, and the, uh, the kids were like, oh, wow, yeah, do Pikachu. No, do Eevee. And do Ditto. Do Machan. There's all sorts of statues of the different Pokemon. And Shimo said, okay. So he did a few calibrations. He he made sure that he was setting his his warper to make sure that it was bringing the right mechanical stuff, the right engines and stuff from his lab, and putting it right inside the right statues. And one by one he did it, and he morphed them, and slowly the statues started moving. Pikachu, said the Pikachu statue. Eevee, said the Eevee statue. And Ronan and Avery said, Nah, they're supposed to sound cuter than that. And Shmo said, Huh? Uh-oh, did I put in... He was so eager to please his pets that even the smartest, most genius cats can slip up and make a small mistake when love is involved. And he had accidentally inserted the wrong machinery. Sure, it was machinery that made these statues move around, but it was machinery that Schmo used for his training. The machinery that he'd been using to train in combat to make sure that he could defeat any kind of creature, big or small. So now, he had just created three, three or four different Pokemon statues with combat machinery. And the, and, and the ditto looked Ditto with this red eye gleam uh, at the kids. And in that moment, Shmo re remembered that he had to get them to safety because they were about to, the, the Pokemon machines were about to initiate an attack. And he said, run, kids, follow me. So, so they ran real quick. He, he transported them to, to a safe place back to where their ship was so that they could go back. And he said, all right, kids, we're going to go back in a second. But first, we have to make sure... That the Pokemon that uh, that we accidentally created, that they don't go and cause any trouble. So Shmo ran back by himself, and he turned off the other Pokemon. But little did he realize that 
or not little did he realize, he realized it. He couldn't find the Pikachu. The Pikachu machine seemed to have jumped somewhere or run somewhere or gone somewhere. He looked around for footprints for clues when all of a sudden on the other side of the Pokemon land he heard, ah, screams. And then he saw up in the sky lightning come down. He said, wait a second. The combat isn't supposed to, the combat machinery isn't supposed to actually give creatures power, give machines powers, but the combat machinery was learning and evolving and morphing with the uh, statue's expectations of what it should be. And this combat Pikachu, Pikachu, was starting to destroy Pokemon Land. And then he used Quick Attack and he jumped to another part of Tokyo. Well, Schmo ended up spending most of the rest of the day, and the kids ended up tagging along, trying to catch Pikachu, trying to catch Pikachu. And it wasn't until, at the end of the day, that Pikachu was going to this jelly bean uh, store and just destroying it and eating all the jelly beans, even though he couldn't eat the jelly beans, that Pikachu ended up destroying himself because the machine wasn't supposed to eat actual food, and the Pikachu, pee pee. Pikachu had been stuffing its gears full of jelly beans and the sugary gooey jelly beans ended up mucking up the gears long enough so that Schmo was able to get there and deactivate it. And quickly the kids and Schmo made their made their getaway back home and in the news in the Tokyo Times that day and the next day and for many days afterwards there would be the uh, the phenomenal story of, of this mechanical Pikachu that terrorized Tokyo. Um, but again, unless it was an emergency, and since all the damage had been mitigated and, and eliminated from getting worse, Shmo didn't really feel any need to talk to the grown-ups about what had happened. He'd uh, perhaps been a bit irresponsible in that, but, you know, he had pets to take care of, worlds to save, important things to do, so... He ended up just letting them think what they wanted to think. And Nintendo would end up taking the credit for that one. And they would say, see? See how advanced our machinery is? We can create anything. You should invest your money with us. And it was, uh, things went well for Nintendo for a little while. For that <laughs> little stunt. And Ronan and Avery got to enjoy some good Japanese food. And also some good, fun Pokemon time, at least this time in this dimension. But when they morphed back, Schmo had accidentally morphed them back after dinner. So when they got back, the parents were like, kids, where were you? Where were you for dinner? And the kids were like, oh, we were playing. Our our Japanese friends gave us, gave us some food, though, uh, when we were with Schmo. And, and the parents said, what? I didn't know you had any Japanese friends here in Kenosha. Oh, is it that one family that that just moved here? And then at that moment, to distract them, Shmo started meowing real loudly and hitting his bowl with his paw to let them know that he was hungry too, even though he wasn't. He just wanted to distract the parents. Okay, Shmo, okay. Man, what would that cat do without us? He would starve. And the grown-ups went to go feed Shmo. And the kids all looked at both looked at Shmo. Shmo looked at the kids and winked. And the kids all laughed. They both laughed. Because they knew that Shmo could take care of himself. Man, he saves the world, you know. And yeah. And that's how that story ended. And all ended well again. 
Hopefully it'll end well next time too. Let's see. See you at the next Smo Adventure Story time. Bye.